everyone. Dave and Jeff. It's January 19th, 2020 on a Sunday. God. We now know who's going to the Super Bowl and everything. Uh, a couple of quick things. <laughs> it was pointed out to me tonight at dinner by my kids. This is weird, Dave. Uh, Tuesday, right? 48 hours from now, Wednesday when we're back here. Realize it's already been four weeks since Christmas. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking of that the other day. I was thinking how much time has passed through Christmas and New Year's and everything else that goes on. It just, uh, it it flies by. And so just time flies by and, and especially parents and kids and, and all that well, stuff. Well, do your kids think it's gone by fast? Or do they yeah. Th- oh, really? Yeah. Because usually it's always adults that always say the older you get, the faster time goes. But for kids, especially when you're in school, it's like, fuck. My kids, uh, in a moment of weakness, uh, admitted hanging out with me is pretty cool. Because we we do something pretty much every weekend. But yeah. we've always done that. And so tonight, uh, we start off in Mission Bay. And we're at Mission Bay just kind of shooting hoops, throwing the football. Cool. And then... How do, you, how do they decide where they're going to go? We... It's funny. We picked it out. Like, we, we wanted to see... We watched the whole Kansas City game, which was great. Enjoyed that. But we knew our time was getting limited, so we didn't want to just sit in the house and watch uh, the Niners game. So we got out, and we were thinking about a couple of different things. We had been in La Mesa at the park yesterday, and they wanted to shoot hoops. They wanted to shoot hoops, but then um, the three of us throw the football. Yeah. And so I'm not far from Mission Bay at all, and my son said, hey, why don't we go there? Yeah, it's great. And I go, God dang, perfect. Yes, yeah, sometimes the best idea is the easiest idea. So we had a great time. And then we were able to go to a local you know, restaurant where the games yeah. were on and, and get some dinner and watch the second half. But then, you know, that game was pretty much out of hand. Oh, and it right was, away. Yeah, it was like 6 o'clock. And I didn't have to drop them off to like 745. And so we were over kind of in the midway area. And they're like, well, what, do we, what are we going to do? Pacers. And we went to Pacers yeah. and got uh, lap dances. God, it was great. <laughs> Sent them back in the champagne room. Uh, no, we went downtown. We went downtown and we went, we came from Midway down Pack Highway, kind of by the port yeah. uh, to Broadway, swung out by the Spreckles, then down 10th by Petco Park. And then up Fifth Avenue and the whole deal. And they they said tonight, they're like, you know, this is pretty awesome every time. Because we just like, we just like seeing the lights and the sounds and all the people walking around and where are they going and, and everything. And they're in La Mesa. So we came up Fifth to uh, Uni, took Uni in through like Hillcrest into North Park, then cut over to Alcone Boulevard which is always a gong show too, and took Al Cajon into La Mesa and took him home. And they said tonight, they're like, this is pretty cool. They they just, they like checking it all out. And so it's it's really, really fun. You know, when I was younger living in, well, both living in Los Angeles and living in Nashville, I would say before I could drive, you know, uh-huh. you, you always like look out the window, right? right? And you're paying attention to what's going on. So like still to this day, I could go to Nashville, and I can't tell you all the streets, but I can get anywhere in that yeah. city. I just went around with my mom driving or my dad driving for nine years, and 
I know how to get anywhere. I just couldn't get I couldn't get on any of the interstates. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. And in L.A., I swear to this day, I know a lot of people say, "Well, yeah, we already know that." I swear I know L.A. better than I know San Diego. But uh, now I think yeah. I'm to the point. I was thinking about this last week when uh, it was my 28th wedding anniversary. I've seen everything in San Diego. Yeah. To the point where I don't want to say I'm bored with this city, but I, I said to my wife, from now on, we got to get out of here. We got to go do stuff. I, I've, right. been, I've been all over San Diego. And, and it's trust me, it's great. When you're looking at the weather uh. with your kids outside today and yesterday, and I'm coaching baseball, I'm going, man, how many other places in the United States is the weather like this in January? It's outstanding. But yeah. I've seen everything. For your kids, you're seeing it through their eyes for the first mm-hmm. time which is outstanding but for me as a, as an adult this is my 31st year being in san diego yeah that's crazy incredible right and i'm just like all right for me there's nothing to say hey you want to go to this restaurant or do that yeah i feel like I, i've gotten everything i need as far as the entertainment value goes yeah um i like it because i'm with them yeah and so my parents were divorced and i really didn't know my dad but when I was about 16, I established a relationship with my dad, and we hit it off really, really quick. And he lived right off of Sunset Boulevard in L.A. And so very a lot of times, at least once a month, I would take the train up on a Friday afternoon, and he and I would hang out. And where he was is an area that my sons know very well right now. It's right by where the old Tower Records used yeah. to be book soup but i was 19 my dad could get me into the rainbow and the roxy and gazaras and the whiskey and it was incredible and my son Cade is very reminiscent tonight of the way i was on sunday nights when my dad brought me back to the train station and he doesn't like it yeah it's no reflection on his mom or anything else he just knows that tomorrow you go back to school and go back to reality and I was laughing with them tonight. I go, God dang, man, this is exactly like it used to be when my dad would drop me off at Union Station. I yeah. just hated it because you get back in the routine on Monday. Everything's fine. But it's just that idea. I'm just a guy who believes, man, in every opportunity you get, make a memory. Yeah. And it's really fun because as we're driving back tonight, they're pointing out, oh, man, remember that day we were here and we went, we did this, or that's where we did that, and different shit. And I, they were dying tonight because I was telling them a story. Uh, different things trigger different memories. And right off the 805 on El Cajon Boulevard, there are two buildings right next to each other. The first one is a massage parlor where a former employee told 10 of us at Extra 1360 that was the best hand job in town. Yes. And I laugh. I literally laugh every time I drive by that and think about the poor girl who made $21 doing that fucking job. Jesus. Right? Yes. But right next to it is where the Hare Krishna building used to be. (laughs) And when I worked at Del Mar, I was about 19, and I was sharing the story with my son less than an hour ago. I sold tip sheets out there. And it was me selling the Duke card and the Bedecker card. My guy, Alan King, sold Bob's card. Yeah, Bob. And Alan had this old, he looked like uh, right out of Central Casting. Tan. I mean, he could he could have been in Goodfellas, any of those <laughs> movies. And then there was a guy at the very far end named Jake 
and Jake wore long sleeve white shirts buttoned uh, even on the warmest days, buttoned right to the cuff and big like a beekeeper's hat because he was scared of the sun and he was pasty and scabby and he was just this guy. So when I would sell, it'd be like, hey, Dookie, had the devil, get that Duke. Uh, Alan King, hey, Buck. And, <laughs> and Jake's sales pitch every day was, no cards better than the other, Ernie's. And we're like, the fuck, we're not. We kill you, motherfucker. Every day, fuck you. But he was like 70. <laughs> and my son, Kate, said, did he sell any cards? I was like, none. And he was When like, he would drop that line, would you guys look at him well, like, shut the fuck up? I was 19. The yeah. guy next to him is like old school Italian from Jersey. Yeah. And he was ready to fucking kill him. <laughs> so I was just sitting at the end laughing. But this fucking maniac, Jake, says to me one time, hey, do you know where that Hare Krishna building is on El Cajon? Now, at the time, I'm living in Cardiff. There's no reason yeah. to come down to... 32nd El Cajon, I was like, yeah, you ever been down there? I go, no, should go on the weekend. If you go and you listen to their pitch, they'll give you a free breakfast. <laughs> True story, man. And I go, what? And I go, well, luckily I don't need to go. I'm not hurting. Tell you what, best hash browns in San Diego. Great. So if anybody ever went to the Hare Krishna shop, and so tonight I'm driving by yeah. with my kids, and I see that building, and I go, God damn. And my one son's like, did you ever go? I was like, no, I don't need some guy banging a fucking tambourine in my ear. Barefoot, dirty feet. Dude, that was your opportunity to say, no hash browns better than the other. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Opportunity missed. Damn I, it. I do have one thing to say real quick, Dave, and then whatever you want to cover. Uh, we left here the other night. It was a pretty good night. I think we were here Thursday night. Yeah. And uh, my man, T-Shirt Tech, who I appreciate, sent me a message and said, uh, hey, man, our friend Matt isn't doing real well. And Matt had put a message on Twitter and said, hey, I'm glad you guys are posting the podcast tonight. I just kind of feel like I'm trickling over to the dark side. And I just wrote on social media, I said, look, the good thing about this show is we don't run from our challenges. We face them head on. And when Dave's had really bad days and when I've had really bad days, you guys have been there. And I just asked you to be there for him. Now, I was yeah. lucky because Matt had his direct messages open where we could get to him. And a lot of you did. And it yeah. worked. And it just... I was sharing with friends of mine tonight, man. The the quickest way to my feeling is to deal with that is to face it. And for Matt to reach out for help and for all of you and T-Shirt Tech to notice it and catch it uh, and all of you to step up like you did was pretty insane. But a um, friend of mine tonight was like, wow, it's really great. I got to be honest. It scares the fuck out me of me. Me too. Now, I'm always afraid I'm going to tell Matt like, hey, man, you know what would be great? You know, go ice fishing tonight. And then we're like, where the fuck's Matt? Well, I told him go ice fishing. What the fuck did you do that for? You know what I mean, Dave? Yeah. You like, know he's not going to catch anything. He's going to throw himself right in the hole, stupid. And he's going right in the hole. And that red flag's going to come up, and McConaughey's going to think he got a cool fish. And he did. He just got mad. <laughs> then I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, shit, I'm terrified every time we're going to say yeah. the wrong thing. 
But uh, I, you know, here, he's here, doing good, man. I'm he's glad here. It is. It is scary. It's one. It's the biggest. I'd say eye opener in the last, for me at least, in the last ten years. Right. To see how many people are going through depression. We see it all ages. I mean, we see it all the time. We see it with kids. We see it with adults and people who Always. don't go through it or don't understand what what happens it's uh it's kind of disgusting that they can't relate to understand that somebody has it worse than you but you know you've seen those people uh yeah go for a walk yeah toughen up toughen up i mean good guy what was it someone uh someone posted when uh trump launched uh you you know an attack he wrote back said this country can't fight anxiety are we ready to fight world war (laughs) three right and then i was (laughs) like you know Shit, man, anxiety is not a joke and no. everything else. I mean, you know firsthand. I mean, you it's know firsthand a year ago. You know firsthand. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, so when a guy like Matt, who is obviously a friend of the show, and, and we consider anyone that takes time to listen to this a friend of the show, it's uh, it, it, it's crazy. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people on the phone. You know, yeah. Scott Kaplan has sent people my way and saying, hey, someone kind of in the same situation you were in, do you mind talking? And I'll talk to anybody, but the first thing I always say, and Jeff will say the same thing, we aren't professionals. We're going right. to do the best we can. You have a friend. Also, all I right. can tell you this, we're friends. And even the guys I'm complete smartasses to on Twitter and shit, it's all tongue-in-cheek. There's no yeah. reason to ever get so mad you're going to throw your fist through the fucking wall over something I say. Yeah, unless you want to send us a picture of it. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. But it's, I'm it, glad Matt pulled out because, man, it was one of those. He sent it late at night, right? Yeah. And then when I woke up the next morning and I saw all the messages in support of him, I, I was proud to be part of the show. Yeah, it was really great. And it's you can't do that on everyday radio. You just no. you can't. You can't because they worry about liability and everything else. Exactly right. And fuck it, man. That was just one of our guys was fight. And I told him, I go, look, man, I fight it every fucking day. Yeah. You're winning today. Shit. There's no guarantee you win tomorrow. No, you just... You just fight it. You try to manage it. You are aware of it and different shit works. But there are days where you're like, oh, boy. And so I get it, man. And but I think what's really, really great. And Matt kind of reached out and said the same thing to me, uh, I think, yesterday is he said it really helped. Good. And he's not look the thing that. uh not to go too far down the line, but there was a guy about, I don't know, a year and a half ago that just kept, I felt like abusing the privilege. And I I don't know what the point of it was, but it just got to the point where you had to eventually block this guy because the others that have done it have been great and candid and open and where they are and Think about stories Jake has shared with yeah. us and, and Matt has shared and so many of the others that you and I know what you've told me, but I don't need to share your name tonight. And you just go, man, that's from the heart. They're vulnerable and yeah. they're on shaky ground. We got them through. So, But uh, I just I couldn't be more excited that we have a forum and that people listen to this forum and know when we're goofing around and talk about driving the bang bus and all that stupid shit. <laughs> But on the days when we're like, hey, man, this is one of our guys, uh, you all stepped up. And I appreciate it very much. I know Dave does, and most importantly, Matt does. We'll get to uh, we'll, we'll get to the Super Bowl in just a second and also uh, some, something that's going on in Major League Baseball right now. But I want to ask you, uh, curb your enthusiasm. Oh! It's back tonight. Yes. Okay. 
as far as uh, as as far as TV shows, and we talk about people who are getting away from television all the time, just like they're getting away from newspapers and radio and everything else. Uh huh. TV was one of those things I always say was was the best way to kind of babysit me, as I would say. Yeah. You know, and, and I know if you were at a young age, and even Woods at a young age, you guys were into books. Uh huh. For me, it was television. I was, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I read if I had to read, but at the same time, it really had to be something that interested me, something like on Magic Johnson or something that was my favorite athlete. Otherwise, I wasn't the kind of guy that would just go sit down with books the way you mm-hmm. and Woods would. But I was always into TV shows. This show right here, Curb Your Enthusiasm, is one mm-hmm. of my, my favorites of all time. Just the awesome. way it's done, the acting, the jokes, it's just right up right up our alley, I should say. Yeah, I, I find it, I'm lucky, I find it, this is what's cool. Music, find it in music. Yep. I find it in movies. Um, But TV with my sons, we have a couple of shows right now. We watch America's Got Talent. Okay. And so, you know, I'll tape a couple and we'll save them and that's great. But, yeah, they their mom just cut the cord. On she, TV? She got rid of DirecTV. Really? And DirecTV... You and I have talked about it because yeah. we were DirecTV guys for years, and she and I were talking about it over the weekend. Goddamn, they used to have the best, insane level of customer service. Yep. You would call those guys and be on hold 10 minutes, and if they found out, you were getting HBO for free for 90 days. Like, they were insane. Yep. And then they merged with AT&T. And, man... I had AT&T for cell phone. I had AT&T for internet. Yep. And they are the worst that I've ever dealt with. So frustrating in everything they do from a customer service standpoint. And I remember that day when UVerse merged with DirecTV and you found out that UVerse was going to be the driving force. I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> <coughs> and where I am now, we don't. We have Spectrum. But I was talking with her. They got rid of the audience channel, 101, which was such a cool channel. It's where Dan's show used to be, Rich Eisen's show used to be. They still have those shows on, though. They're just on different channels. No, they're getting rid of Rich Eisen said the other day. He was off of DirecTV? He's going to be off of DirecTV in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Because it used to be you could find Dan and Rich just on three different opportunities. Yeah, 239 and 101 and NBC Sports Network. No, they're going off all together. And so she got rid of, um, she got rid of it all together. But she went to Hulu, okay, TV for fifty five a month. Yep. But I told her, I go, I think the smarter play locally would be YouTube TV because on YouTube TV, unlimited DVR space, you can have up to six accounts. And she'll get Fox Sports San Diego, and she kind of dismissed that. But I think in a couple of weeks. When the Padre games get going, my sons are going to want to be watching Fernando Tatis. And I don't know if they get it on Hulu TV. I was like, well, fucking do whatever the fuck you're going to do. Gives a shit. (laughs) Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But my my, my bill's insane. I'm trying to, as you're talking, I'm trying to look up. I was trying to look up DirecTV's stock price because it was really high. And then when they merged with AT&T, it went like cut in half. Yeah. They they fucking charge you too much for Sunday ticket. They charge you for Red Zone, which you get free on Spectrum and all this other shit. And so, but Dave, to, to bring it back to Curb, I've been reading The Outsider. My son got me The Outsider by Stephen King. 
And is this so I, what the TV show is? Yes. Okay, I started watching it just yesterday. Pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild. It's good with Jason Bateman. He's directing him. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's directing him. All right, well, I'm, uh, but I just, the Belichick and Saban thing was so fucking good. Yeah. And I like real sports. So, yeah, I've got, what do I subscribe to? I subscribe to Netflix, which is great. I've got the HBO Now so that they can watch it, my kids can watch it, and I can watch it. And then uh, Amazon Prime, I think she has, and I just jump into that occasionally. That's it. But that YouTube TV, 70 channels, right? They yep. all look like they're pretty good. Um, and, it looked, and it's like 50 bucks a month. And it just seems like, you're not paying for a fucking remote and you're not paying for a box and all that other shit that these guys, it just feels like none of them understand that they're, that they're a dying breed. Like they're the, yes. the guys who made VHS tapes. Yeah, you're right. I'm with you. That's what you would think. Direct TV prices would start coming down. Yeah. But instead they're, they're through the roof. Cox cable through the roof. Right. Yeah. They, they, they get you all over the place. It's, yeah, well, it, TV, it should never be better than it is right now. But at the same time, man, everybody is, is getting it. The way I prefer to do it would be through DirecTV because I know how to use it. Yeah, know the and I know And I know my sports are going to be there. And I know my favorite shows are going to be there. But everyone always says to me, switch over to Apple or switch over to YouTube or whatever. I'm always afraid I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah, and, and miss everything. What, and, and miss everything. Somehow I'm going to mess this up. I'm not going to get the Laker games. I'm not, Something's going to be missing. And so uh, anyway, it, it's, it is funny, though, that... The way I watch TV definitely is a dying breed. When you tell people, yeah. "Hey, my between my Cox Cable, and my Direct TV, and Netflix, I spend four hundred and fifty a month." Crazy, crazy. Yeah, but Direct TV, you get everything. But with Spectrum, like there's still shit that's tape delayed. Yeah, like my son likes watching Friday Night SmackDown. The fucking show runs live at five o'clock, but he's got to wait till eight to watch it. Like, that's just stupid. Oh, that's ridiculous. But I have everything. I have everything, and I know. What did your kids say when they cut the, when she cut the cord? Oh, they don't give a shit. Okay. They didn't you? I thought you paid for something. Didn't you pay for, like, the, the wrestling channel? Yeah, he gets, my one son gets the WWE still get Network. It? Yeah, and my other son digs Netflix because he just watches. He All of a sudden, like, he watched uh, Friends. Yeah. And now he's watching The Office. Oh, okay. Which is very funny because he'll be walking and uh, be like, hey, I got to stop and get gas. And he'll be like, that's what she said. And you're like, no, that's not what she <laughs> that's said. That's not how it works. <laughs> but he laughs and laughs because he loves it when Michael Scott says it. I'm like, dude, no, it's not. But he does occasionally when his, son, his brother will be like, oh, damn, that's hard. And then he'll yell, that's what she yeah. said. And I'm like, calm the fuck down. Okay, calm down. Dude, uh, no, you know, I got, but he, yeah, ahead. sadly, he gets more right than he gets wrong. I got to tell him, relax. Okay. <laughs> but he laughs at his own joke. It's great. Loves it. You know, it's funny. My son pointed this out to me yesterday. Uh -huh. I'm starting to choke because I'm laughing already at the joke before it happens. He, uh, he pointed this out to me yesterday as we were coaching a game. He goes, Do you realize that we have one coach on the staff that everything he says sounds like a sexual comment? Oh Jesus! And I was like, I never thought about it. He goes, the kids are on to it. They yeah. know, they know, and and yeah, when you're in high school, you catch everything. So all of a sudden, you're, come inside. Oh God, get extended. 
balls deep. He just like starts yelling out stuff. And then once he pointed this out to me, you know, I'm like, dude, fuck, you're right. Everything yeah. he says, but he doesn't mean it that way. But the kids are dying behind dying. him. Dying laughing. Everything, every, <laughs> everything he says. And, and I was like, I don't know if I even bring it up to him. Hey, think for a second. Yeah. he No, because yeah. he'll freak him out. <laughs> well, these kids think you're Rodney Danger because in his 50s. Yeah. He's not trying to no. make sexual jokes. But everything he says as a coach, you realize these kids are rolling. Uh, it just, uh, one other thing, just thinking about Spectrum, going back to that. Yeah. We can only tape, on, on my DVR, you can only tape two shows at a time. Like how many on DirecTV? It's like ten at yeah, a time, right? Yeah, I'll, like I looked up today, I had like three things, four things going at once, no problem. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. And then uh, one other show, just <laughs> with your buddy, that made me think of it. And I know this show happened like a year ago. We just they replayed them, dude. This show was so bad. I had a, I literally had to stop watching it because it was freaking me out. Was uh, surviving R. Kelly? Oh God, dang! I didn't watch it. God, dude. Fuck. Dude, just he ah uh, awful, man. Like 14-year-old yeah. girls. And he had people all around him that were just let him go. Yeah. Cuz they work for him. That's uh, that's insane. Dude, dude, there's just certain stuff where you go and the one guy just said, "Man, as a parent, like he's going to get thumped." Just like and you go, "God damn, I just man, as uh have you finished watching Aaron Hernandez? No, I got to finish that. Okay, uh, I've we, only done episode one so far. I, I finished episode one. That's yeah. No, I got to finish that. Okay. We, uh, my son and I, were watching that the other day. What, wow. What did he think? Um, like that's the thing, you know. He's, I mean, they're twelve. You, yeah, no, but you're trying to explain. Like, you don't understand. This guy was very good on the best team in all of football. Oh yeah, no, he knows all that. Okay. Yeah, no, they're sports guys, so they know all that. I mean, when they're seeing Brady and Belichick, and it wasn't. I mean, they're twelve now, so they were probably seven. Yeah. So yeah, probably. I mean, not quite. They wouldn't quite figure it out, but I mean, they. Yeah, he yeah. caught up pretty quick. Yeah. So, okay. What I'm gonna and say. And their mom's a public defender. Yes. So they they hear stories that they're aware of things that their mom's involved in from a work yeah. perspective. It's like, to be honest with you, it's like an episode of Dateline. Really is. Yeah, it, it, it is. So I'm not I'm not spoiling anything with what I'm saying. All I'm saying, when you watch a show like this, yeah, you want everything to be 100% accurate, right? Yeah. You're, 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 as a viewer, you're going, okay, what they're presenting to me is 100% the truth. Uh-huh. If you read some of the articles on this thing, that kid that talks about I was the quarterback of the team. Yeah. Dude, they, everyone says that guy wasn't the fucking quarterback. He really? Was, yeah, he, was, he wasn't. What they said, dude, he was just a guy. He was just some guy. He wasn't wasn't the main guy. It was like his relationship to Aaron, to me, everything goes right out the window. He when, was, if you Google it and yeah. you have time, you start looking up the history of, of what's fact and what's this guy's story. You go, what? That's a big damn difference if what this guy is telling you isn't true. His dad looks just like the dude that was on Saturday Night Live like four years ago. Yeah. Kind of. I know not, you're talking about. Not Horatio Sands, no, but the, you know the, the guy. The next I mean. one. Yeah. Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. Yeah. Isn't that him? Would you see that guy? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah, everyone. The, How do you let that happen? That's what I'm saying. So when you start reading about it and going, well, this is false. But, and yeah. that guy has a huge part is if you watch right. the show, 
he makes a claim and there you go. I had no idea that that was going on with Aaron. Yeah, boy. Yeah. That's bad. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll finish I'll finish watching that, but yes, Dave, I I resubscribe to HBO uh for, for now curb. for the outsider curb and everything yeah. else. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's good. Sometimes I feel like the first ones in a season can be a little forced. Yeah. Like they try too hard, but got is this it? Is this finally it? I thought it was it the last two seasons ago. Is, so I, I is don't Leon know. back? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. It's recorded tonight. All right, we'll wrap this show up quick because <laughs> we'll watch part of that before I get out of here. All right, well, first of all, I want to touch on uh, the Super Bowl because that's what everyone's going to be talking about tomorrow. You mentioned you watched the Chiefs-Titans game. You and I predicted both winners the other day. Thank on our God. Last show. We both said uh, Chiefs, and we both said the 49ers would match up in the Super Bowl. For a second there, I thought the Titans – had it, then I started thinking, fuck, the Texans had a bigger lead than this, yeah. and I went to shit, yep. and then you realize, you can't stop Mahomes, you can't stop what the Chiefs are doing, and so it, it should be an exciting two weeks, yes. right? Andy Reid, his connections, of course, to, to San Francisco when he was a, a coach with the Niners and everything else that has gone on with him, he's never won a Super Bowl, you have Shanahan, his dad was in a Super Bowl, Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of exciting stuff, so I always like to play this game with you. Vegas lines came out already. Oh. What is the line? Oh, I like that. I would think the numbers probably. I can't imagine those two games today were seven, but I can't imagine the lines that high. I'm going to say the line. I'm going to start with the number, and then I'll figure out the team. Okay. I'm going to say the line is three and a half to four. Wow. Okay. And then I'll take Kansas City. Okay. Kansas City is favored. Okay. By a point and a half. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, when you say good, I'm I, I'm with you because that means yeah. it should be a hell of a game. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Now the now I don't know if this is true or not. I saw Costa put this out today. Was that Joey Bosa has told the Niners, "Come get me." I saw he's put that out too. I don't know where that's from. And I, obviously, he's there supporting his brother through the playoffs with the yeah. mom. But when he, I can't imagine him being a, a member of the Chargers and saying publicly, "Come get me." Well, I mean, he can't. Right? Yeah, I mean, they're going to franchise ridiculous. him and do everything until, yeah, for how long, right? Yeah, you're in charge of jail. You aren't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you're in L.A. The whole thing, man. I I tell you what, I, God, they were those both of those games today. Um, starting with that game, Dave. Unfortunately, I thought the same thing you did. Yeah. And then when Tannehill falls down at the end, I was like, somewhere Lou is slow clapping. <laughs> he was. He was 100%. When he, when he staggers around, falls down. But uh, nobody wants to hear it. But if you're a Titan fan, that was three weeks of such fun football for that team to play. Actually, a fourth because they had to knock off the Texans in Houston oh, to, damn. Get, to get in. Right. Yeah. That was so good. I I enjoyed those games so much for that team, the what Vrabel did and and all the way through, and then the thing today on that game that so many people have said it, but it just God I just appreciate Tony Romo. Yeah, and it was very funny at the end of the game when they had the twelve man on the field and he was joking about what the ref said, and uh, they go to the guy in the booth. Gene Stetchator, and they're like, Gene, what do you think? Well, somebody there, there's a lot going on, and Romo, kind of a dick, like, or maybe they heard me say it. Yeah, that was awesome. I heard the whole thing. But yeah. I didn't see all the way through the post-game show 
if Jim Nance said anything to him because today is Romo's last day with CBS. He's officially a free agent, and the feeling is he makes somewhere around $3 million a year right now. There's talk that ESPN could offer him up to $14 million to put Isn't him on. Isn't that incredible? That's more money than Saban and Dabba Sweeney make. Yeah. I mean, that is, is amazing. But he he's great. He's the best. He, right now, yeah. he, and, and I like the way he does. People say, oh, he gives you too much information. For me, there's no such thing. Right. I want to know what a quarterback sees because I'm telling you right now, you can call yourself the biggest football fan in the world. Yeah. You would have not have figured out there are 12 guys on the field on one play out of 100. Right. He, and, he knew it because he looks at the game as a quarterback and he's trying to read the defense. Yeah. And he knew something's wrong and he goes, there's 12 guys on the field right away. If you get the athletic, there's a guy, Richard Deitch, who does media, used to write for Sports Illustrated and now writes for The Athletic. And tomorrow he'll have a column about the two main research guys that are right next to Romo and Nance in the booth, and they'll do it. But he did, he shadowed those guys, and he did a thing with Kevin Harlan a couple of weeks back. Goddamn, David, is so fun. He takes you completely behind the scenes and in. What I'm wondering is, how did CBS... Be committed enough to move Phil Sims out. They moved yeah. Phil Sims out. They brought Romo in. But am I right? Is this Romo only Romo's second year? I think in his third. Am I crazy? I think I thought it was his third year. Is it his third year? I think it's his third. Okay. But I mean, dude, you yeah. bring him in, you only sign him for a three year deal and no options? Like you don't own anything? No. I don't know how it works on, on that one. That's. <laughs> It's crazy how good he is. We all know that ESPN with Monday Night Football has hurt for a while. It got a little bit better this year, but the the broadcasting is terrible. I think Joe yeah. Tessitore is the problem. Yeah, he he, I love him on the fights. Terrible on that. He'd be out immediately. Yeah. But Booger will be out. He's out immediately if you get him. But I know a lot of people said, boy. It's going to take a really special deal because of the friendship that Romo has with Jim Nance. And they they are really good. Like, Nance really knows how to set him up perfectly. Yeah. And the chemistry with those guys is so good. That was so fun to just sit back and watch today. And then uh, the first half of the Niners game I had on the radio, but then my sons and I watched the majority of the second half. And like I, I like Buck and Aikman, but it's just it's just different. Yeah, it's just a different sound than what you get with Nance and Romo. Like and that's uh, really and there, great. And there's your uh, your Super Bowl broadcasters right there. Fox has it this year. It will, yeah. be, it will be Fox with uh, Aikman and, and Joe Buck. It's uh, it's funny because you'd think Aikman probably can do everything that Romo does. Maybe he chooses not to, or maybe he yeah. just can't. I, I I don't know. It's amazing how many former Cowboys All are big time broadcasters. Yeah. All over. I mean, it, it is. It's incredible. Uh, I, I, you go on social media. Everybody hates everything, right? Yeah. I think those guys are good, but that just the whole game, that whole scene, and I'm I'm not a Kansas City fan, I'm a Raider fan, and we did Charger games. We we've learned to hate Kansas City for a long time, but um, but yeah, that was that was pretty great today. But I I think the Romo story starting right now becomes incredibly interesting to right. see what what happens does he stay at cbs or does he jump and take the money 14 million is a lot of money yeah and who would they put him with like who do you go get if i'm uh 
I'll tell you what I would do if I'm ESPN. I'd try to go get Kevin Burkhardt from Fox. I I don't know if his deal's up or if you can get him or who's available. Kevin Burkhardt's the guy that used to work with John Lynch, and they were really good. He does the games now with Charles Davis. They're really good. But I'm just trying to think of guys that may be out there that could be available uh, where you go, shit, that, that could be the guy, right? Yeah, no, it's not a bad call. Let me ask you, though. You brought up Kevin Harlan's name. Mm-hmm. Kevin does Monday Night Football, correct? Does Monday Night and Football Sunday. for Westwood One, it, yeah. It, it does Sunday as well, correct? Uh-huh. Sunday TV, Monday radio. See, I don't know why you wouldn't say go after a guy with all that energy who knows how to play the Incredible. game and go, hey, you know what? We're, we're changing this up. There's nobody that really, I think, dislikes Kevin Harlan. Everybody hates Joe Tessitore. Yeah. Joe Tessitore is just in love with himself. But I think Harlan's deal is all under the umbrella of CBS. I think Westwood One still technically falls under the umbrella of CBS. So as, and I don't know, like Andy does TNT, and I don't know if Viacom and CBS and all that, right? I mean, he's got a pretty good deal in that article. Know, but, but in TV, it's not a lateral move. It's, hey, you're doing television. You're doing Monday Night Football. No, I know, but he's yeah. already doing college basketball and Sunday football. He's the number two guy for CBS TV with Rich Gannon. He and Rich Gannon are the number two team for CBS. So he does CBS TV Sunday yeah, and then I Radio I don't Monday. know the contracts. I just think it would be one of those where I would definitely go with it. You aren't, you aren't going to get Jim Nance. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I said I always look at moves and whether it's it's coaching and, and you know not as long as it's not a lateral move, they usually yeah. let you take the promotion. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of guys that would be available. Jesus, no more Sean McDonough. <laughs> Dude, his career started to fall big time, huh? He's done. My man Josh Lewin's looking for a gig. There you go. Uh, Josh Lewin. But you got to have a play-by-play guy that's willing to, to do what Nance did, which is a huge tribute to him that he he realized really quick that he had something great. And he just sets them up, and they, yeah, but, man, yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Okay, let me ask you, is this a big story? In San Diego, I think it's going to be a big story tomorrow when you listen to Sports Talk Radio. Mm -hmm. Phillip Rivers moving out of San Diego for Florida. I saw Steve Woods ask, why do I care? And I saw our friend John say, fuck off (laughs) to Woods. I was going to write to Woods. It's a big story to you. Because in two years when you own a landscape company, because your big fucking mouth got you talked right off at 97.3, he probably would have been a good customer. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) I get exactly why it's a story. And it's a story because he's one of us. He's one of us. He hated it. He hated that move. He came down here. He was a one man kind of standing against the wave. And he packed up and left. And I think a lot of us thought that, I mean, he just, he's one of us. And I mean, it's a weird comparison, but you kind of, somebody on social media, whoever had that on social media, where they showed the truck pulling out, I was like, God damn, I feel like a Colts fan watching Bob Ursay pull away. (laughs) Um, I, I get it. I get it because... I wouldn't be shocked, Dave, if there were some people that said, man, 
I know the team has been playing up there for the last three seasons, but that move today hurts as much as uh, the team not being here. Because I, I would bet there are people that said it finally felt like reality that they're gone because he's gone. And as long as he was in the backyard and when you're out in that area, you may run into him at, I mean, he's the guy out and about. Yeah. People always say they ran into him at Costco. Yeah, Dixie Line or, or whatever he was doing. And his kids are playing pop war or uh, flag football with Weddell's kids. He was just, he was our guy. He was San Diego, and he got it. And, yeah, I I will say that when you saw it, you're like, fuck. Like, it, it just it bummed me out, man. Guys like that, I don't know what his role would have been here, but I kind of think there are some of us that thought maybe he would coach high school football here. Yeah, he was going to coach his son or the, somewhere. The, the, thing that, the thing that bummed me out about it is also, and look, I don't know what happens with his kids or the family, but he's, you have nine kids, and I kind of thought about some of those kids. And I moved at a really young age. I was 13. I think his daughter has a half a, has just a semester left. That's what he told us at a press conference, that she's going to college next fall. Yeah. So what happens there? Well, she obviously is going to go to uh, prom in Florida. I don't know. I mean, it seems a weird time to move. Yeah. Um, But just... Maybe it helps when you have nine kids, and I'm not saying that being snarky. I, I mean it sincerely. But, man, I moved when I was 13, and I moved from a neighborhood where there were 10 or 11 kids, boys, girls, all different age. And, man, we were together, those kids, literally day and night, doing homework. We like Dana LaRusso, where the kids chased your car down the street as you guys were moving towards California? <laughs> they may have. And then all of a sudden you move out here, and we went from a neighborhood of 12 kids to uh, like three guys. Now, those guys ended up being buddies of mine forever. Yeah. But we didn't have a pool in the neighborhood. You didn't have, you know, it, it just, it was a huge adjustment for me. And I was just thinking about that from the kid's perspective. It's exactly, Dave, why... Uh, we had an opportunity to go to Atlanta. I had an opportunity to go to Houston, opportunity to go to Vegas, and I never did it because my wife would have had to retake the bar was the most important thing. But I also just always remember that feeling of being uprooted and how much I hated it. And it's one of the coolest things for us is that my kids have been able to go from uh, kindergarten all the way where they are now in seventh grade, same school district, all the same buddies growing up where their mom and I had been already through like five schools by this point. So here's the deal. So Philip Rivers, I think it was a shocker when Adam Schefter had it out today. Mortensen had it out today. But it was out. Uh, the guy. But the nationally. Guy, it was a, it became yeah. a national story this morning. But the social media guy was yeah. like, hey, he's moving out of Santa Luz. He's gone. And then Ben had it. Ben confirmed it. A couple others like Wednesday or Thursday. But yeah, here's the thing. I didn't think it was a big story. I thought when Philip Rivers played his last game in a Charger uniform, it was going to feel like the court has been completely cut from San Diego to the to the Chargers. When he leaves, I mean, again, it's his preference. I agree with everything you just said that I thought he'd be here for a long time. But we've seen other guys take off, and you know, LT was out the door fast. You know, LT did yeah, a shitload of commercials. Same. 
gone. Sean Merriman out the door fast. You've seen so many guys that are gone. Really, the only guy left is Trevor. Yeah. Trevor's, you know, your San Diego guy here that once played here and still lives here. Otherwise, guys take off all the time. We know the taxes in California are ridiculous. This would have been like Tony leaving. Yeah, it would have been. But Tony change. wasn't going to do that. No, we're, no. we're all happy he didn't. That's what we call him, Mr. San Diego. Yeah. You know, I mean, the sad thing is Tony's, you know, not alive. And and so you go, well, you know, who do, can we see in the community on a regular basis? You see Trevor all the time. You see Randy. Mark, see yeah. Mark, Mark Grant at the 7-Eleven all the time. You know, but... Yeah. Talking superstar. No offense, Mud. <laughs> talking about a superstar that that has chosen. Hey, this is not going to be my home any longer. I, I just I get it. Like, there's a lot of things where we will joke about being Mayberry by the beach, but I think there are just people that thought, man, it wouldn't shock me if one day Philip Rivers is the head coach at Steel Canyon or yeah. just pick any Lacoste Canyon, one of those, right? And God damn, it's just he's up and he's out. And you go, wow, like that is just, I don't know. You ever going to see him again in this town? I don't or know. What? I say you kick him out of the Hall of Champions. Tell you that right now. <laughs> he's not going to come back. Like, I, I just think, like, I, I just think a guy who is a huge part of this community on and off the field. I agree with that. Uh, and a really, really good dude. Is that a big punch in the gut to the loyal to the soil guys? No, I mean, oh, fuck yeah, it is. No, yes. How many guys were at that goddamn rally at Petco still around? Well, I mean, but when you say punch in the gut, it's like oh. Rivers oh. gave you the finger on the way out. Oh, I'm sure if he swore, he would have. Are you shocked he moved out of here? No, I'm not, I'm not shocked. I'm shocked he moved to Florida. I thought he was going to move to Nashville. And the reason yeah. I said that was because his mother-in-law lives in Nashville. It's a big city, and you talk about the nine kids, Great and maybe city. the wife needs a little bit of help. And technically, he lives an hour and a half. He grew up an hour and a half from there. I thought Nashville would be the place he would have moved to. Is he going to the Dolphins? Boy, it sounds that way, doesn't it? When you hear Florida, you think Dolphins. Or Tampa. You, you think, well, they're going to dump Josh Rosen, and then they're going to draft Tua, and maybe he's the guy in Miami to sit there and train Tua. Wow. That's my guess. Yeah. Could he go to Tampa? He could go to Tampa, but, I mean, Winston's strange dude, right? I mean, the guy yeah. with 30 for 30. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Matt Ryan's not going anywhere. Not Matt Ryan's not going anywhere. Jacksonville spent a shitload of money on Nick Foles. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it's the Dolphins. Tannehill's not going anywhere. Yeah. And everybody knows when you look but at Philip Rivers. He's a free agent, too. He is. When you look at Philip Rivers and his lifestyle, everyone knows it screams Miami. He's Philip taking pictures with Pitbull. <laughs> White jacket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of sucked, man. It, it kind of sucked. I, I got that one. Yeah, I understood it. All right, I thought of this this morning. I don't know why. It was the first thing I thought of when I woke up this morning. I'm surprised it didn't come into my mind sooner. Okay. The 2020 Major League Baseball All-Star Game is in Los Angeles this yes. year. Yes. When the Houston Astro players are introduced. Oh, fuck. It's going to be great. It's going to be fucking great. It's not like, hey, Houston Astros. It's one motherfucker at a time. Yeah. Alex Bregman. Fucking A, dude. Go get him. Yeah. You know? Jose Altuve. Go get him. Yeah. And if the if the Red Sox, the determination comes down down the line with these guys, it's going to be the same thing for those guys. They're going to take a fucking beating on national TV. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. 
55,000 fans on, on the All-Star Game are going to kill these guys. Yeah, wait till those assholes go around. They're going to have to be, every time they come up, shit, Dave, yeah. every time, they're going to have 200 at-bats by that point. They're going to get killed in every at-bat. Yeah. Right? Wait till they go to Yankee Stadium. Oh, my gosh. You're right. What do you right. think that's going to be like? They're going to kill. The only place they might not get yelled at is Boston. Ah, oh, we fucked up, too. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Altu- Altuve and Bregman. What a couple yeah. of little pussies. They are. Watching those guys yesterday meet the media. What a joke. They're a fucking joke. Both of those guys. I love to watch what's going on with these major leaguers and former major leaguers who are going after them. Yeah. I love it that they're saying, dude, people lost their jobs. People yeah. worked their asses off to make it to the big leagues. People are now out of the big leagues because of you. Guys yeah. got fired like Joe Girardi because of you. Right. Yeah, gone. Um, I don't know, man. I watch it. I'll tell you one thing. This is the, the first thing I did. I watched that playoff game today. First thing I did, did today was delete Darren Smith's number out of my fucking phone. <laughs> fucking guy's a jinx. <laughs> Look what he did to AJ Hinch, and then he wasn't. That wasn't good enough, so he had to take out his buddy Aaron Rodgers yes. too. Shit, I thought it was bad being friends with fucking Woods and Costa. Those two shitheads don't know anybody. That goddamn Darren. Oh my gosh! Remember That's the- a rough week for him, man. What day did Hinch resign? Ah, oh, fuck. Or Hinch got fired. What got day? Fired. It was about ten days ago. Yeah. Yeah. And his oh buddy gosh. Rogers gets beat up. Who's he got left? Oh my gosh. Daniel Jeremiah? <laughs> Is he okay? <laughs> Anybody checked in on DJ? <laughs> Dude, you talk about telling losing guys' numbers. Remember I I told you about a month ago, six weeks ago, you ever hang around with someone that's bad luck? Yes. So so my, my son has a friend who, no joke, every time he's around, a fucking team we're rooting for loses. Usually oh. it's the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. And, we're, and I said to Josh, no joke, get this guy the fuck out of here. My get wife went over here. there and just threw holy water on him. No joke. Just, dude, get the like shit it. out of here. So Josh hasn't talked to him because we hurt his feelings. Uh, All right? He like, heard it? Oh, yeah. He heard the whole thing. His feelings uh, got hurt. Well, too bad. Yeah. So that's the way I feel. Guys yeah, are losing we're, games we're for us. We're your only real friend. Yeah. You're losing games for us. That's what we we're telling you. We told you the truth. So Josh hasn't talked to him in a while. Lakers going like a 10-game winning streak. When the Lakers were playing the Magic the other day, they come back from like 20 down. And they take yeah. the lead. That motherfucker calls and goes, are you watching this shit? Oh, no. Dude, they lost. LeBron missed a dunk. And KCP missed a dunk. Uh, <laughs> they, lost, they lost by one fucking point. You How better, often do you see two missed dunks in the same game? You got to block his number. That's what I told Josh. Get this guy the fuck out of here. Tell him we fucking moved. God. We went with Rivers. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> Maybe that's why Rivers moved. <laughs> that's why. That motherfucking jinx. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, before we get to how old are they and how much are they worth, I want to mention our good friend Dan Williams. Look, it's still January. Dan's standing by right now. He can help you out. Tax season's coming up as well. What are you doing with your money? Is now a good time to get a return on your money? But most importantly, can you clean up the situation you're in? Are you in a situation right now where you have debt? Probably. Yes. Because most people are. Are you in a situation you don't know which credit cards to use? Probably. Are you in a situation where you're looking for a home? Probably. Dan Williams can help you with everything. Look, he's the financial guy you need to talk to. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. so funny. Friday night, I come home because you start paying down the credit cards. I'm yeah. like, God damn. Fuck did I do last month, right? You're paying it down. But 
if you are able to establish a plan, you can look at it and go, okay, well, I'm fucked right now, but you figure it out. You go, all right, three weeks, I'll be pretty close, and six weeks, I'll be back at zero. You go, all right, as long as I yeah. don't go crazy by a fucking Tesla between now and then, <laughs> I should be fine. But then I'm sitting there, and I felt like your dad, Dave, when I'm paying these bills... And you're looking at all this shit, and uh, all I wanted was goddamn water with some ice in it, <laughs> and uh, we're watching some new show, and the lady's like, January is the most depressing month of the year. Wow. Because everybody's paying off what they did. I go, goddamn, okay, well, we're all in this shit together. But the thing is, you really need help. To, to do it, to establish a strong financial plan. And that's why Dan is really such a benefit because, like I said, using tools that Dan and I have talked about from Borrow Smart, Repay Smart is really a lifesaver, and it's a great way to go. 858-688-6813 because my son said it to me tonight. They're like, hey, are you coming back to La Mesa in 2020? And I go, yeah, I want to be back in La Mesa in 2020. And... So that's why you have to have a financial plan in place, why I have to maintain that credit score that I'm incredibly proud of, but have that income available that you need for a down payment or rent or whatever the case is. And you can't do it if you can only afford to pay the minimum on your credit card. So call Dan, get that plan in place and be ready for a fantastic year. All of you deserve it. 858 688-6813. Absolutely. Once you get everything together and you're looking to buy that home, you know who you're going to call. You're going to call Brian Curry. Brian Curry is your guy. has been selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's won a ton of awards, and he knows the county better than anyone else. He can tell you where to move to, where not to move to, and exactly how to make your investment grow through obviously going through real estate. Make sure you call Brian Curry. Whether you're looking for a bigger home, a smaller home, he can answer all your questions, including which way the market is going. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I absolutely was fascinated by the cover story in the reader this week. And you ever been out to Mount Laguna? Yeah. Mount Laguna is really cool. Now, my kids and I stayed out there at one of the cabins. I got bit by a brown spider overnight. Really? If this is five, six years ago. God, fuck me up for like three weeks. But it's where you are. I don't blame anybody there. But the cover story in the reader this week is about a couple who lives in Mount Laguna. And as you're going out Sunrise Highway, it's a quarter mile past the cabins. And they have built a tiny house block. And they have put in 10 tiny houses, right? You've seen these things, Dave. Yeah. And it was this story about this little community where people now live and they have a picture on the cover of the reader and i said to my son i go look at this place he goes god dang that's cool and you can rent them out for like 60 bucks a night but people have bought them and live in them yeah and look for me no that isn't gonna make sense because i have two maniacs that want their 60-inch TV and their PlayStation 4 and a bed and everything else. But I 
I was just incredibly curious to read about these people that have gotten rid of everything they had down here. Our friend John Weisbart yeah, had that tiny house show. nation. And they have moved in to these places that are 400 square feet. And they've got an upstairs and a downstairs and a bed and a loft and pipes freeze over. But look, I I just was blown away by that. And like in a like, wow, that is really, really cool. And they talk about just living up there at Mount Laguna and how much they love it. Man, if you are looking for one of the insane, beautiful houses that overlook Mission Bay, or if you are looking for a tiny house in Mount Laguna or anywhere else or anything in between, there is nobody like Brian Curry that will help you find the right place for you. But I I mean, could you imagine that, Dave? No. It's smaller than this garage. No way. <coughs> but when you see people that have been able to yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a different mindset. Completely. Uh, yeah. But like they have to. The lady said she has to. Because she doesn't want to drive in all the time, which she can understand. So she puts together a grocery order and goes down once a week and gets it. <laughs> but I told you two cans of peaches. Those are going to have to go outside. <laughs> right? Yeah, no shit. They have like a fire pit. Yeah. And they said, yeah, they cook everything over. You get that big green egg or you do whatever. But the one guy had a stove. I don't know. I don't think I could do it, but um, really, my sons and I are talking about. You can, like I said, you can rent it for sixty bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're thinking about going up and just checking one out for one night to see what it would be like. But I go, well, I don't know that you get internet, so I don't know that your tablet would work. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, if you are looking for two hundred square feet to two hundred thousand square feet. Nobody better than our guy, Brian Curry. Absolutely. Also, when you get that brand new small house, nothing better than to have a big, giant small fucking pool. pool right in the backyard. <laughs> Make up for it with the biggest fucking pool you can get. Tailored made pools. Look, Alan Taylor's your guy. The perfect pool is waiting just for you. Whatever you can imagine, guess what? Alan's imagined it even that much better. Take a look at the 3D designs with the virtual tours. Take uh, the guesswork out of it. He will show you exactly what's available to you. You turn your backyard into a staycation with waterfalls, grotto slides. You name it, Alan Taylor is a perfect pool waiting for you. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Due to popular demand, the Vera special has been extended. And whatever you like, one piece, two piece, you call it, she'll be there. Hello? <laughs> uh, love the guys at TaylorMade Pools. I, I just, today, I mentioned being over at Mission Bay. Yeah. And you can see the families that come into town from Arizona or anywhere else. And these kids just, man, they just go for it. They just jump right into that water. You're like, God damn. <laughs> you don't know what's been in there. I'm kid, right? Crying out of his ass has been in there <laughs> after too much queso. <laughs> like, oh, God, that kid just going through there. And as a parent, you're just, God, did I get that kid a tetanus shot? I hope so. None of those worries when you put a tailor-made pool in the backyard. And, hey, maybe you are there in Mount Laguna. 
and you only have room for a three-foot uh, circumference pool, Alan will build it for you. It'll be gorgeous. Absolutely, it will. You have a tiny little grotto, and your two beta fish can swim in there with you, too. <laughs> but whatever you need, I can't think of a better... Like, all of, everybody works hard. And I see some of you that get the really great car. All right, cool. But the only way you can enjoy that is to go deal with traffic. Yes. Why wouldn't you be smart and go, hey, I'm going to build a tailor-made pool. And that's how I'm going to celebrate Absolutely. what I've accomplished in my life. Use your head, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. God damn. I already got two kids, but I guess I'll just adopt all of you, too, because you don't get it. I've only told you for two fucking years. Shitheads. Shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to mention Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger is the guy to make the perfect website for you. Look, he's really busy this time of year. Make sure you give Kyle a call. Work him into your schedule. He will take care of you. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Again, DaveAndJeffShow.com. He did that for us. He also did Jake'sProjects.org. Again, he's told me if you want to sit there and make a donation, especially with Little League just around the corner, and that's where the money goes to help kids give a chance to play baseball, and other sports as well. If you want to go and you buy a t-shirt, jakesprojects.org is the website. That money will go to help the kids uh, continue to play baseball, the ones whose families are going through a tough time. Incredibly tough week for my man Flugs, and yes. our heart breaks for him as he has been. 2020 has been off to a rough start. And Dude, Kyle, 2019 ended horribly for him. Yeah, and Kyle lost his father earlier this week. Yeah. Unexpectedly and just... Three of four grandparents died in, in the last four months. I just, uh, I, you literally don't know what to say. Yeah, felt absolutely terrible for his family. But he is just an amazing guy. Look, th this is all I need to tell you about Kyle Fluger. He puts up with me and Dave. <laughs> and he, period. Period. That's it. He puts up with me and Dave. He cleaned up our website. Eddie did such an amazing job for us. Our friend Eddie, who built it, and then Kyle just took it to the next sure level. Did. But he is just such a good dude, such a good dad, such a good husband. I can only imagine how proud his own father was of him. Dave, you know how you would be. I know how I would be. He just uh, He's family to us, and uh, as I said to him earlier this week, your family, which means everybody in your family is extended family, and that one hurt. Yeah. As a dad, Kyle's a dad, and uh, yeah, it's just I love telling you about the website and all the goofy stuff, but goddamn, that one really stung. And so our thoughts and prayers are with Kyle and his family and his mom this week. It is an incredibly difficult time. All right, we're going to lighten things up right here. I have uh, how old are they and how much are they worth? I took two from uh, January 18th, though. Okay. Because they're big-name people. We're going to start right there. Fred Rogan? No. Kevin okay. Costner. Oh, shit. I like this. Kevin Costner, 64? Really close, 65. God dang. Okay. I like Costner. Costner's worth, ooh, I think it's going to be... Uh, sixty million. Oh, a lot more than that. Really? Yeah. Two hundred. Two hundred and fifty. No shit. Yeah, two hundred and fifty wow. million dollars for Kevin Costner. Wow. One time I should just give you all the names on there, and you tell me who you thinks the highest and the lowest before we even start. Yeah, there we go. I like uh, that okay. game. All right, I'll, I'll I'll do it with you with the ones that are left. 
Okay. The ones that are left are Cary Grant, Dolly Parton, JaVel McGee, Paula Dean, and Sean Waynes. Those are the ones that are left. Out of those right there, who's the who's the worth the most? He said Cary Grant. Cary Grant, Dolly Parton, JaVel McGee of the Lakers, Paula Dean, and uh Sean Waynes. Sean Oh, that's God, this is great. It's like price is white. Yeah. Uh, price is right. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah. I'm gonna say uh, Dolly Parton's worth the most. You are absolutely right on that one. We'll get to that one in a second, though. Okay, so look, January 18th, I got one more for you. Cary okay. Grant. Cary Grant today would have been 110. 116. Really? Yes. He fucked Diane Cannon. I know, man. I know. A little jealous of that. He got it when she was good. Yeah. 1904 to 1986, he lived. How much is he worth? Worth a lot more than I thought. Because I figured back in the day, guys didn't make as much money yeah. as now. Yeah, 50 million? 60. Really? really? Good guess, yeah. Wow. Damn, man, you're getting really close on this. All right, January nineteenth. Here we are. We'll go. Uh, we'll go with Sean Wayne's. Sean Wayne's forty-four. He's forty-nine. Really? Yep. Sean Wayne's. God, I feel like. Uh... His brother had one of the best lines ever. His yeah. brother, what? What? God dang, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the, his brother that did white chicks with him? He's been on the show like yeah, twice. Marlon. Marlon. When Marlon was on with us at 1090, I said, did you like doing white chicks? Because, man, I still like doing white chicks. <laughs> uh, Sean Wayans. God, I haven't seen those guys in forever. I know. He's worth more money than I thought. $30 million? Exactly right. Yeah. $30 million. Really good. Okay. Paula Dean. Paula Dean, What's that little racist dude? <laughs> She's still uh, working at uh, Sambo's. How do we have Sambo's restaurant? <laughs> Dude, exactly right. It's insane that shit went through. God. Um, Paula Dean is going to be 74. She's 73. Okay. You're, you're pretty close today. And she's worth, I mean, she made a ton of money. Not as much as, you, not as, much as I thought, but go ahead. I'm going to say she's worth. Go uh, with your first, your first guess. Your ton of money might be what you're guessing. I'm going to say she's worth, well, she had all those Food Network shows, books and shit. I'm going to say $28 million. 14. Oh, cut, wow. Cut it in half, 14. JaVel okay. McGee with the LA Lakers. Oh, wow. Journeyman. Journeyman, but been around for a long time. 31? He's 32. Okay. 32. I'm going to say he's worth $50 million. $14 million. That's it? That's it. That's that can't be right. That's right. When you look at the teams he was on, when you look at on the Wizards, the Warriors, Lakers, Nuggets, yeah, fourteen getting, million. He was always getting the shit deal. God, my son and I own the San Diego Sharks on <laughs> PS4. We can get him for that. All right, so you nail. You know this one made the most money. So out of all the price, out of all the uh, money we've said, it's Dolly Parton. It's her birthday today. You still you taking her down on her birthday? Yes, I would. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Sixty nine. No, 74. 74. How much is she worth? Man, she owns that fucking uh, Dolly Land. Do- Dollywood. Dolly. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> What's going on with you? Dollywood. Everyone that her family works for. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, the record, I bet she sucks in the sack. I'm going to argue that. <laughs> I'm going to say no, she doesn't. But she takes that wig off. <laughs> She may have a she may have a haircut like Sergeant Carter from 
Gomer Pyle. If a Dolly Parton porn tape came out from, let's say, 1982, are you looking trying to find that thing on the yeah, internet? Yeah, 82, 92, 2002, 2022. No doubt. <laughs> it's um, her and Kenny Rogers. Uh, that would impact things. <laughs> that would impact things. That's why I never looked for the Hulk Hogan tape, because the chick in it was great, Heather Clem. Yeah. And then Hulk was in it. You're like, well, I don't Dude, need I'm to see that. Dude, I'm with you 100%. I never, ever look for that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't like, need to see that. Yeah, I didn't want to see that. Same thing with Jane Kennedy. And then you realize Leon Isaac Kennedy. You're like, <laughs> ah, fuck. Not doing that either. <laughs> You're right. I did not do that. Um, Dolly Parton, you said she's how old? 74. 74. I think she's worth $270 million. More than that. 500 Five hundred million dollars. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. More than I thought. That goddamn Jolene song, I guess. Goddamn, man, Jolene was all about it. Uh, all right. We're, still- we're back. What Wednesday? Yeah, we'll be back Wednesday. I think that is everything. I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on that we need to know. I always feel like there's something we need to mention. But nothing that I could think of. So, yeah, fire up that Curb Your Enthusiasm, and then we'll see you Wednesday night. Perfect.